What up, what up? Welcome to episode 49 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. The Milwaukee Bucks are world champions. The Olympics are going on in Tokyo. But honestly, the world is talking all about wrestling. So many great things happened this last week. Uh, CM Punk has signed with AEW uh, right after Daniel Bryan signs with AEW with Thunder Rose. I mean, what is going on with all these signings? We thought uh, John Cena was a big surprise. That made it look like a tea party. So we're going to get into all these recent signings. There's been a lot of great uh, matches this last week that we're going to get to. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. So let's get acclimated with the boys real quick. Up in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal, Steve Gropschmidt. How are you, Grabby? American <laughs> dream. <laughs> nice. He's just go. a common man. <laughs> ting, 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 ting. <laughs> awesome. Very good. Dusty Rhodes. I love that intro music. Very good one, Steve. Oh, it's still, it's, it's, yeah. You know, it might have been a lousy attempt at a um, gimmick for him to put him in the polka dots, but damned if that dude still didn't make it dude, work. He owned it. He owned it. I mean, it got people's attention. He's like, what, who is this very overweight man uh, looking like a bumblebee in the uh, ring? You know, <laughs> it was, it was an eye grabber, that's for sure. With sweet sapphire. Yeah. Let's go down to Bayview real quick and talk to my guy who keeps it freshly squeezed, Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Holler, if you hear me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> nice. Very nice delivery on that. All right. Last but certainly not least, the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, my God, it's Charlie Michael. Bro. That's all I got. Just, <laughs> he's just coming in the ring. <laughs> Perfect. I love lamp kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Very good. Yeah, I'm still cracking up, Charlie. I listened to last week's episode about when uh, we got an authentic reaction to Karrion Cross getting <laughs> pinned in the <laughs> ring. And just I listened to it a couple times and it's still I feel we're so lucky because that was such a big story within the wrestling world and we got a genuine just you know take on it a hot, hot live take. yeah yep. so folks if you didn't listen to last week episode 48 get back and uh listen to that but we got too much to talk about this week to go back too much uh so yeah okay cm punk has been rumored to be signing with wwe is he gonna come back i mean this has been going on for what how many years seems like 20 at least 15 maybe at the minimum there <laughs> maybe one since it's only been around a well, year. For people who are actual fans. No, you said WWE. Yeah, W I thought you meant like that was the rumor before. Yeah, I, yeah. I heard it was both sides uh were trying to get after him a little bit right now. Well did, oh, and he, he was, was on never, um well, Fox. he would never go back to WWE. 
he would never go back to wrestling for a while there right i thought with that whole fox thing he was thinking about no. it but no no if 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 it's AEW no, man they that's would um, they'd make him look so stupid dude he was easing and he would never do he'd lose to triple h yeah, in wrestlemania he would never do that i mean if he ever came <laughs> well, back anyway. he'd be, where he's coming back now he has full control we jumped the gun on you, Mike. No, I was just trying to, you know, give the guy you, a benefit of the doubt. You can't be contained. Kind of build a little, uh, little tension, a little. Don't give them the encore before the intro. But hey, that's okay, boys. Let's not, let's not There's do no, a little slow build. You can't do a slow build. Everybody already knows the story, dude. <laughs> Power of the warrior is running through our veins. We can't be stopped. To pose. Okay, well, CM Punk <laughs> will be wrestling with AEW. I was never really a big Punk fan, but I know people, you know, yeah. go crazy for this guy. Um, yeah, kind of whatever. I mean, I liked him and all, but he was never, to me, was never like this whole big deal. Like people made him out to, you know, I, he was good and yeah. all. Cut a good promo, didn't, didn't um, take any shit, but, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't like I was Google over Gaga, like I got to get a CM Punk shirt or anything. You know, mm-hmm. you know, he talked a lot of good shit. And I'm sure he'll yeah. talk great shit when he, like we saw him at um, All Out or was it All In? I can't remember now. But uh, Starcade, and he was he was good. So gotcha. some people might even call it such good shit. Such good shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I think uh, I was never super into him. I mean, I respect what he did. He was, I mean, he had a heck of a good run as the champ in WWE yeah. and he had some good matches in there with Jericho and like, you know, uh, Brock and stuff. But uh, I, so it's not like I'm thrilled because this is like, oh my God, I've always dreamt of this guy yeah, exactly. showing up in my favorite league. I gotta but see him. It's still extremely significant. Right. And I think it'll get all kinds of attention for AEW, which, which is great. I mean, and I don't think they're smart enough that they're not going to like overuse him or do stupid, you know, sacrifice what they got going. Well, he will fit in nicely. Like, like, like the legends they have do. Right. Knowing AEW, they've definitely put some thought into how they're going to utilize CM Punk if, or when they do bring him on board. And I know Punk said in the past in other interviews, there, there's really two things that he accredits to making him consider returning to pro wrestling. One is an obscenely huge sum of money, which who can blame him? And the other is a really interesting storyline. And thankfully for him, AEW seems to have both these things these days. Um, Quick aside about CM Punk, uh, and I I don't know if I've told this story before on the podcast, but I just happened to bump into CM Punk one day. This is a true story. Uh, At a local coffee shop here in Milwaukee, I was working from home, and this was well before the pandemic before working from home had a certain meaning to it but sitting in a coffee shop a jeep wrangler rolls up uh and he and aj lee get out of the car and i couldn't really tell who it was from a distance quickly figured it out they came into the coffee shop walked right by and me being the mark i am you know had felt compelled to say something to them and i just walked up said hey i just want to tell you guys i think you're both really awesome and you could tell like he at first was kind of looking at me like what's this guy gonna say and once his brain had processed like oh he's just complimenting me he immediately smiles and just without missing a beat goes oh thanks man you're pretty awesome too aj lee then proceeds to just start laughing hysterically which made the whole situation really uncomfortable (laughs) and my immediate response again being the mark i am was to go Uh, okay and i literally just walked away and <laughs> left the coffee shop so my experience with cm punk's been interesting um I, you know i kind of like you guys didn't really watch a lot of his work when he was at his peak 
I've watched some of his matches since then. I think it's one of those things where you had to really be following wrestling in the moment, you know, kind of like wrestling at any moment, I guess. But personally, I'm really curious what this return looks like for CM Punk. I, I don't, I'm actually not all that excited about it. Um, to be perfectly honest, and I think part of it's because he's just had so many, maybe I'll come back, maybe not moments that I just feel like I'm kind of over it at this point. So Hopefully he makes a believer out of me if and when he does return to the ring because with all the hype he's got, with all the fanfare, the cult following he's developed over the last several years, you know, it's regardless of how I feel about it, it's going to be a big win for AEW. It's going to get them attention. It's going to be a draw in one form or another. So nothing but exciting things coming if or when, again, he does join AEW. Yeah, I'm hyped just for the promo. Him, him just destroying Vince and... I'm sure Triple H, um, that's what I'm excited about. And I did have a brush with him, too. I saw him uh, driving on Water Street when he was tra- a few years ago when he was training with Rufus for his fight. Yeah, same. I actually was working uh, I was working on uh, the hot dog stand for West Dallas Cheese and Sausage. Shout out to them at the Milwaukee Public Market. And um, he was wearing uh, just a, a red tank top, and I saw his Pepsi tattoo and I followed him around the market just to be like, hey, I just I because I literally <laughs> I like literally just wanted to tell him I was just watching the Brock Lesnar CM Punk SummerSlam uh, match that he had with Brock. And I was just like, hey, man, I just want to tell you I'm a huge, huge wrestling fan. Um, thank you for entertaining us all these years. And thanks for all you did for for us, the fans or whatever. I can't remember exactly what I said, but he but he just said thank you and I shook his hand and that was it. But AJ Lee gave me a big wave at the end too after I was like later. I nice. Was, I was like later, Phil, and he just gave me the. Uh, <laughs> you did not. Damn. You did not call him Phil. I wish I did. I wish I did. I said later. I'm glad you did. I said later, man. But I hear he doesn't really like people coming up to him in public, uh, you know, chatting a lot. But, you know, whatever. He belongs to the fans when you're in the spotlight. But anyway. Exactly. And, and yet, and yet, you both of your stories, it's not like you were like, can I have an honor? Yeah, you know, no. it's like you just complimented yeah. him. And I got to think that's like so like refreshing. Sure. <laughs> like if, if somebody's going to bother you, at least it's just that, hey, yep. you're awesome. Yeah. And move well, on. I had heard that he wasn't too friendly when it comes to people asking for autographs and pictures and whatever yeah. the case is. So I purposefully made a point just to quickly compliment him and leave, figuring he might appreciate that a little bit more. And it seemed like he did, at least in the moment. So, totally. I mean, I guess we'll never know because people are, you know, whoever they are behind closed doors. Yeah. But yeah regardless of all that again really cool to see that he's potentially coming back to wrestling I, for the sake of all the fans out there who are constantly speculating i really hope it happens oh i think um, it's happening dude it's a done deal i think it's that's on. pretty much yeah. a done deal I, dude. he's coming i was trying to think i was trying to think of what i'd like to see happen most with him there's part of me that would like to see adam the hangman page win the title and then like you know the the, the elite like get pissed off and like start beating down page and then punk comes for the save and then do a program with like punk and omega punk omega with no title involved something without a title involved because he doesn't need to be in a title i, 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 I agree I, I wouldn't i would not give hangman page that title oh he's yeah, getting it i would i would i'd wait it out i hope they i hope they don't i don't think it's gonna be a good title run dude because 
great wrestler. Honestly, that's, wrong, I'm not, but I, I don't think. But I'm not saying with that in any conviction. I think he's oh, going he to win the title. I'm not. Con, I'm not convinced it's going to be. Yeah, right I hope. Now. I hope it's not until next year, maybe. AW is riding a line here where he is. Oh yeah, yeah, popular, yeah. but they keep pushing it. Like you know, and I gets, think, hopefully they don't put. Yeah, I hope they don't put it too long, but I think they could still yeah, ride that a little it's a really longer. good mouthpiece. I, you got to be able to do some kind of promo work, and his is okay, but it ain't good enough to run a, to run a, run a company, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I guess I never really thought about his promo work, Charlie, but I do agree. I think that's probably his weakest. Yeah, spot, right. Oh yeah, yep. But I do think you know, just knowing that it's Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. And if it's Kenny Omega coming up with the storyline, I wouldn't be shocked to, if this turned into a series of matches, kind of like what we saw with Okada and Kenny Omega back in New Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I th- think, uh, you know, a lot of the CM Punk hype has just been long-term hype. You know, I think the, the chants uh, for, like, we want Punk are just kind of trendy within, like, the, you know, the super nerds of wrestling fans. Kind of like how they boo Roman, you know, people just pile on Roman because everybody else is and everybody else is going to cheer for CM Punk if he does make an appearance because it would be really cool. But I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be good. This is going to get AEW more views, more eyes on the product. It's going to work. Um, and I think they probably talked about this in Starcast uh, two years ago when he was there. They're probably like, "Well, what would it what would it get you to come over here?" They probably had that meeting, and then Matt, you covered it, and he probably AEW or uh, he was probably analyzing a little bit of AEW. They were still really, really fresh in infancy of their promo uh, of their promotion, and um, you know now that they've grown exponentially so quickly. Uh, it's kind of mind blowing. It gave him incentive to want to sign. I gotta say, so um, I think it's gonna work. And uh, yeah, speaking of, I was listening to Jim Cornette. I was listening to Jim Cornette, and he was saying that you know he has a he. They were Tony Khan was trying to get in the beginning talking to him about bringing him in, and he had to sign mm-hmm. an NDA, NDA agreement. And he said, if I didn't sign this NDA agreement, I couldn't talk about this. But he was like, sign Punk, make him your champion if you want to get your company off the ground, dude. Mm. He was telling from the beginning. And I think, too, Punk's a done I'm pretty sure Punk's I'm pretty sure Punk's a done deal, and we'll see him in Chicago in a few yeah. weeks. That's where he's coming. That's where he'll come out. Daniel Bryan will probably come out in New York when they do the outside at the Arthur Ashe, and they're just going to have a, a lot of hot shit coming in August and September, dude. It's going to be a really hot month for him, dude. I agree. I, I've heard a couple ideas about how CM Punk could debut. And, you know, it, it's a tricky situation just because this program with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page is one of the hottest feuds in AEW right now. So you don't want to undermine that with Punk's return. At the same time, he is a huge star. So how do you go about having him return, get that huge pop, yeah. but at the same time, allow that match with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page to remain the program that everybody's coming to see. I changed right. I changed that program immediately. <laughs> pop, they won't like they, they said, will the not. most powerful thing in what in wrestling is the pencil. And I would probably uh pencil pencil that dream match in um inverse punk because they need a hot a hotter baby face who can handle the mic 
there it is right there, you know. And a good thing I like about AEW too is that um, I heard on another podcast is that Alvarez, those guys were talking about it. They don't tell secrets. They don't tell what's happening. They don't tell what mm-hmm. they, they, right. WWE stuff will sneak out, but those guys keep their lips shut. So it's a great mm-hmm. surprise. You, all it is is speculation of what it'll do, what program it's going to do. You, I mean, everybody's speculating in Chicago, but, you know, it, it might not be, but it just makes sense to have them premiere right. at that show. Like, who else? Who who premiered at that show at the end of that? Oh, it was uh, – which, which uh, one of the pay- – Moxley, Moxley premiered at uh, – which one was that? Double or nothing. Came out at the end. Yeah, that but, was yeah, double that was or nothing. Yeah, LAX like came, came out at the end. At the yeah. end. yeah, that uh-huh. was a hot one too. So they'll probably do something hot yeah. like that where it'll just come out at the end, man. It's gonna be the the roof is gonna oh the roof God. is gonna blow in that place, man. We're gonna our uh, our eardrums yeah, are gonna burst. That's now I wish I'd have bought four more tickets to sell because it it's gonna be hot. Charlie, I'm so, I'm shocked yeah. to hear you say that you would immediately kill that program with Kenny Omega and Hangman after a two-year build. That, that's I'd like a Vince it. McMahon move. I'd kill it, dude. I, I mean, I <laughs> I, I, uh, I think it's the hottest story. I think it's the best story they've told out of it's all It's a good story, stories. but Hangman 2023, maybe. I wouldn't – he's got some more work to do. I wouldn't put that on him yet because right. um, they're, they're building all this good momentum, man, and it could be you, – you go with the okay champ and – you know, he's – I don't want to say, like, he's a carrying cross in NXT. He's, he's, more, he's got more personality than carrying cross, but it could be that where, okay, this guy's a champ, but no big deal. Like, hey, Darby Allen, people love – Darby Allen equals ratings. I would, I would, I would not have yeah. no problem putting that on him. People love Darby Allen, dude, you know? Yeah, I, that's if I, true. If, I, if it was me, I'd book, I'd book Allen before I did Paige. I think for Paige, they should they should do Paige taking the belt from Rusev. That would be good. Do it like the old WWE used to do. You win Intercontinental, then a year later you get the championship. You know, you you took steps to get there. You had to get the lower belt, and then you got the top belt. You know, that's just me. That's what's just your hot me. take. What's your hot? What's your hot take, Uh, Mike? Think about this for a second. I think we're going to see CM Punk before Chicago, all out, uh, before All Out. I say you book a match for CM Punk at All Out because the tickets are already sold. It's not like they're trying to, you know, know, get that. No, you you save it for there because you already sold the tickets. Let me finish. Yeah. So now you're selling the pay-per-view now because who I would uh, book first for CM Punk would be Darby Allin. You know how much Darby Allen would make CM Punk look like a god the way that guy throws his body around and they have like some crazy ass match, first match back. It's too it's too Punk, fa- Punk it's be too the faces, dude. I don't think it would matter. You know, everybody would be on Punk's side in it, Chicago. That that's a good TV match, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying you're selling the TV. You're selling the uh the the pay per view now. Papers, you know what is interesting though? It's one of their biggest you know, shows of the year. But you know what is interesting? I don't remember if I heard this for sure, if it was just a rumor, but I did hear something that like a, a TNT and all of them were like, you know, with the whole Sting thing. Oh, like, yeah. Obviously, that had big ratings, but but they were like, okay, yep. don't do this. Like, announce yep. things in advance. Don't like, because the surprise doesn't yep, give you the yep. ratings that. So, in that regard, I wonder if, 
they would be better off announcing punk officially before now i mean that pop in chicago would be unmistakable and that's a tv moment or a pay-per-view moment but they would get bigger numbers overall if they like daniel bryan's coming cm punk's coming their ratings would instantly yeah, but, the, but here's the deal too on that here's Either way. the deal on that too boom punk comes it's the talk of the he came out in the show it's the talk of the show There'll be people who will go back and buy that pay-per-view just to see what he did, possibly. And tune in, and and tune tune in, in on, on Wednesday. Wednesday, I guess. Yeah, you know? that's a great point. Yeah, that is a good point. I, I was kind of on the these are These are good problems yeah, to yeah. have, aren't they're, they're they? Whole, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from what I hear, it's like, think, from what I hear about how to do TV and shows, you, like you said, you do want to announce in advance, but like you said, you premiere him at a pay-per-view. Then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I got to watch Wednesday, see what he does on Wednesday. Oh, shit. He did this on Wednesday. Is he going to be back on Friday? So, wow, I got to watch Friday's show, too. So, you know, they're building the new show up. So you you save him. You save him for Chicago. Explode him in Chicago. And then you go from there and you throw Brian in at that uh, show down the road. It's, you know, it's. Well, that, yeah, that, was, my, that was my main point, that you, you tell the fans that he is going to be in ring prior to All Out. You don't have to. Yeah, I don't even know that I'd want him in ring prior to all out. Well, so another, so I was listening to another podcast and another way that he could be booked that I've heard. Charlie, this kind of takes what you had talked about and what Mike talked about and combines the two where, you know, you have him debut on Dynamite in Chicago. You get that massive pop. Oh, you're talking Dynamite? I was was talking, I was talking the pay-per-view. Okay, yeah, I I do. I understand your point. Yeah, if you're doing the week, if you do them in Chicago the week before the pay per view, yeah, that's a smart move. But yes. I'm just, oh, is that what you meant, Matt? Mike? Basically, you, you, okay, Basically. yeah, Basically. yeah. If you pop yeah. them, if you pop them the Wednesday I before keep... the pay per view, then you're gonna sell them in Chicago. Sell more. That's that, that's I that's had... the move. I, yeah, I thought you meant that... like, oh, in Milwaukee they announce them and then no. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I kinda, no, you're right. You're right. You're that right. That was that was my pre- right. uh, my premise, but I kind of. It slipped my mind right. that Dynamite and Rampage were in Chicago leading up to Saturday. In yep. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, no, so you, do it, bad. you do it I that do, way. That yeah, if you the, do it that way, that's that's that a million that is that's a million bucks. You're right. You will sell more pay-per-views if you do it in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, you're right. If you do it that Wednesday, it's gonna oh my god, that's it. Yeah, you're right on that. It that that will be nuts, dude. You put it and on that Wednesday before. That. Oh, oh, oh. Well, and not only with that Wednesday, you have Rampage premiering yeah, that, that Friday. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. You just, Shit, that I, is might, it. I they, might buy tickets for Rampage and just go down Friday for that, dude. You're, yeah, Mike, Mike, you're right. Mike, you're right. It. Now you're making me. Mike, that is Shit, it. I might drive down there solo right. for that show. That's you, how you do you, it. You yeah, that's how you him, do it. You debut him, you debut him yeah. at All Out. All Out's like a big crowning achievement you debut him at yep. dynamite dynamite ramp <laughs> yeah yep, all, yep. right? i mean that's that's the move you're right mike that's you do well, it that was you do it that wednesday night show <laughs> well that's that's what i was thinking Damn. like ha- that, that's like gold, darby that's gold like, bro and i think darby allen would be like the person <laughs> perfect person that he goes with i mean you can even have sting in the mix a little bit to I don't know, but I mean, I let's do, not even muddy the water. I mean, you can make not, up your whatever they're gonna do, do. They're gonna get it. I right. think he needs. I I think he needs to wrestle. No, Peter what I would do here's what I would do if if I was here's how I would do it if I was doing Mike's if I was doing Mike's way. I would put him on Friday night or Monday premiere early Wednesday night Wednesday. early. 
have like somebody like um uh Ethan Ethan Page talk oh you know big fucking deal <laughs> talk shit to him they wrestle either Friday night or, or at the pay-per-view and you know because you, you gotta have them against a good heel and make it hot dude mm-hmm. you know yeah okay I got how about this if there's a way they could pull this off, because somebody brought this up to me the other day, and I didn't yeah, even think about Wednesday it. Wednesday night deal is smart. C- CM, CM, CM Punk and Colt Cabana. Are oh, yeah, I know. Company. I was reading about that on the internet. Yeah. What do you do? It seems like something you could yeah, do there. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that that is a great idea. The Wednesday of <laughs> Wednesday before yeah. that show. Yeah, you just you just upped your pay-per-views quite a bit, bro. Right. They could, they're gonna beat yeah. Raw's ratings that week. Totally. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. You're right because that Wednesday would be hot. I bet they're gonna have a hot show that Wednesday anyway, and then mm-hmm. probably that following one they could really push some high TV numbers. Yeah, you're right. Damn, dude, if dude, if they're hitting a million, if they're hitting right over now? a million now without without oh. Brian and um, Punk, there, th- this is looking yeah, pretty dude, good that for That Wednesday them. night is the move. You just have them come out. Uh, yep. Before before the pay per view on Sunday, kick the <laughs> damn start the show at eight p.m. Central. Hit, don't know, it's with, music with uh, lit with with yep. living color. Oh my yeah, god, it's in Chicago too. They'll go nuts. Yeah, that's the move. Yeah, you do it on that Wednesday. You're right. Do it on that dynamite. Man, that'd be good. Man. Woo! Well, Boy, we might have to look into tickets it. after the show here, boys. I'd be down to yep. go down Friday. Yep. <laughs> I think I am, but we'll see. Um, yep. But yeah, okay. So we're we gonna spent call Tony Khan. Amount- yeah, Mike. The, Mike's spent- the Booker. <laughs> Let's not go. I mean, I'm booking faces and faces, <laughs> and I can't get city yeah. straight. I just have. <laughs> but you, you just guys the, yeah, keep just- me down the earth. Yep. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I didn't uh, about the whole Chicago deal. So we spent a lot shows. of time with CM Punk. I feel like we should move on. Yeah, we talked about Daniel Bryan already a couple. <laughs> for, uh, for a guy that none of us really were too excited about. We just talked to him on for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A big deal. I just, I get happy when I see other wrestling fans get happy. I mean, it's good for business, and that's, that's what right. I'm all about. I mean, he's not my favorite. I'd never buy a T-shirt, yeah. nor would I ever. So, I mean, hey, if it gets people uh, hard and stay hard, that's cool. All right. Triple H. I'll get a I'll get a Triple H t shirt before I get a CM Punk t shirt. We gotta get on those. Whoa. Whoa. I'm gonna take a marker and just put humble hungry ard. You're right. <laughs> All right. So Daniel Bryan. All right. Uh he also was signed uh I don't know if it was before or after CM Punk, but I mean just this this company is on fire. Is I mean, we just covered so much about CM Punk, the possibilities. I mean, the possibilities with Daniel Bryan are also endless. He's a he's a seasoned veteran. He can go in there and wrestle a broom and make a great match. There's so many great talents for him that exactly. ready to wrestle. You can put him at the top of the show, the end, the middle, wherever you want. I mean, AEW has game pieces right now, significant game pieces. I mean, they're not playing checkers anymore, nor have they ever, but they're seriously playing chess and they're dominating right now. So I'm very excited uh, to see what happens with them. And also they brought in another legend back, Chavo Guerrero uh, into AEW and paired him up with El Idolo. Uh, smart. What's his name? Smart. That's very smart. 
El Idolo Andrade. Andrade. There it is. Yeah, we were just kind of dogging on his little um, partnership with Vicky Guerrero, inserting Chavo, someone who's so loved and has, you know, such good mic skills and is so comfortable with the camera yeah. being in glee. And I mean, his, uh, we're going to get to his episode probably again sometime with Eddie Guerrero from Dark Side of the Ring. I mean, he is just awesome. I just fucking love him. And, you know, I liked what they did with AEW when they were talking in Spanish without subtitles and stuff and going back and forth. It was in Miami with a heavy Latin culture. I mean, they're giving fans, they're making fans feel included. Everybody, they're they're an all-inclusive company and they're just killing it right now. So another brilliant move by them. Totally If you guys want to touch on Chavo, I'll give you the ball. Yeah, I thought it was great. I think, I mean, it was, it was, it was a good legend to bring in. That's a good, you said all the right things. I mean, he's a good, he's good on the mic. You know, it's a good Texas, a good place for him to show up. I think classic AEW where when something's kind of not right, they course correct because Vicky, Vicky does decent work, you know, she's, she is who she is, but like the Andrade thing just didn't, it was like oil and water. It didn't work, but but Chavo yeah. will work great. And I think, and I love what they're doing with Death Triangle because mm-hmm. it was like, I was sitting there watching and then like there was a moment when Death Triangle took a couple steps back from Pac and I like, my wife who really couldn't care less um, like was was in the room and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to betray Pac. Yeah. Like, because the way they stepped back, I'm like, they're going to do it. And I think that's the tease now. It's like, because yep. really, I mean, I love Death Triangle. I love Pac. Yep. But Andrade and and the Lucha Bros are a very compelling team. They just got so way more it's like there's lots of different things going on right now. Yeah, so I love what they're doing there. I don't know what's going to happen either. Either Andrade is going to have to find some allies, or they're going to have to. I don't know what's going on there, but it's yeah, cool. I definitely agree. Um, I was really excited to see Chavo come back. I, I've never really watched him wrestle except for his short stint in Lucha Underground, which was really good. Right. Um. I think it's, you know, Mike, you had mentioned Vicky Guerrero and Andrade having that partnership. And yeah, that definitely didn't work. I think Chavo is a better fit. At the same time, I don't think Chavo did the best job this past week putting over Andrade when he came out. I I think he did a great job making himself look great. The fans really received him well. But Andrade is still kind of lost and afloat in the middle of nowhere. And I think until he finds his footing and has a really good match that puts him on the map and establishes him alongside the rest of the roster, I think he's going to continue to struggle. Now, that does concern me, but we saw the exact same thing happen with Miro for a long time. And, you know, it took a while for sure, no question. But, you know, here we are, you know, over a year after Miro debuted on AEW Dynamite, and he's one of the most dominant TNT champions that company's had to this point. So, you know, obviously, kind of like Steve mentioned, they they do a great job course correcting. I really hope they do that with Andrade sooner than later. But even while that's happening, I'm just really excited to see Chavo back. And yes, I would love to see a Death Triangle 2.0 that involves the Lucha Bros, maybe alongside Andrade in some way. Um, you know, where maybe you have Chavo as the mouthpiece for that whole group. Because obviously Andrade's English isn't the strongest. Penta's is starting to form a little bit um we bumped into him actually at a show a couple of years ago and i tried actually you know just congratulating him on the match and ray phoenix actually was there as well and leaned in and just said you know hey man he doesn't really speak english that well um 
and you know just based on how they've shaped his storyline on dynamite it seems to be that's still the case so you know all that being said i really hope they put all these guys together chavo be a great mouthpiece for all of them andrade is clearly the charismatic leader of the group in terms of in ring i think um but opportunity for some pretty cool stuff and it would give Pac the opportunity to do a face turn and work some new matches or maybe even old matches where the roles are a little bit reversed just you know something fresh for his character too True. You know what I love about wrestling? I love that, like, you can have, we can, even the best friends can have different takes. Cause I actually, I think the Andrade thing's completely working and you don't. And I think that's interesting. <laughs> like, legitimately, like, like, I don't know. But yeah. either way, I think what's exciting is none of us know yeah, what's going to happen. He's just going to find his footing, kind of like Miro, you know, which kind of, it kind of yeah. sucks as he's and a then, big name, but it's like, you don't want to, you really want to fight for belts, but you don't want to have a shitload of belts. So it's like, what are, what are guys fighting over, you know, kind of deal. So it's yeah. like, he's. Yeah, they really don't yeah, have a lot so of belts. It's but yeah, out. you're right. You don't want, you don't want to see them go yeah. nuts where they're like, you know, they got like, they have a rampage champion and a dynamite yeah. champion. But at the same time, having one world championship, one TV championship, but basically, and a tag team champion, and a women's championship. I did hear. For a team, a group that's growing that much, they, they could probably throw in. Yeah, I did hear rumors out. that they were bringing some other belt in. And some, yeah, I, think yeah they I heard that too. I believe they're actually thinking about uh, rolling out like a trios championship. Yeah, I heard that one um, too. Which I think would be really great because, you know, just if we kept running with that fantasy booking I threw out there and you have this Death Triangle 2.0, imagine Pac, or not Pac, oh. but the Lucha Bros and Andrade as the trios champions. It gives Andrade a place on the roster. The Lucha Bros finally have some belts around their waist, so they're recognized as being fantastic as, as what they do. But it kind of gives all these guys a purpose, right? So. Yeah. could be a great way to do it and yeah you know throw some more belts into the mix recognize these guys yeah. who are just incredible and maybe being underutilized yeah, and there's I mean, some kind of international inner like it's heard there's something like inner con european yeah, yeah, inter- kind of yeah thing. it'd be cool that death oh. triangle goes up against the breath uh the best friends with uh orange cassidy i mean they could do a little feud there um what other oh, tree? Sure. I mean, there's there. I mean, it's a it's a company full of stables. So, yeah, I I, I wouldn't be against. I mean, that. honestly, honestly, at the by the time they have that title, say let's just say the the um, young bucks aren't the champs anymore. The, the, the that team could have it. The the evil uh, the what do you call it? The dark order. Right. Yeah, there's lots of teams that could feel feel the trios team. True that. Absolutely. And real quickly i just want to jump in um i'm noticing some distraction on charlie's part i believe we have some action occurring off screen on monday night raw so we're gonna just take a brief pause here and kick it over to charlie because it's now time for charlie's corner charlie talk to us what's going on in raw this week oh no i'm just trying to figure out nikki ash is wrestling uh flair's daughter i don't know if it's for the belt but i was just gonna she's she's in nick or nikki what ash whatever maybe she's in really good shape now she got herself she, she is really yeah. good shape i'm like wow i yeah, heard for her at a house show yeah, yeah. See that? I think what they're oh my god, they're just abusing her. Tonight. I think they're trying to get her over as a baby face by having by having Flair beat the shit out of her tonight. She's Is it a title I match? No, I missed that, so I don't know if it's if it's a title or not yet, so 
Charlotte's just pummeling her in the corner, leans in, yep. just whispers in that gravelly voice, "Welcome to the business." Yeah, yeah, no, I'll keep, a, I'll keep an eye on it. But, uh, yeah, no, I was just saying, wow, she's in good shape, man. She got herself in really good shape. She, awesome. She like wow, a, a positive story here. I don't tonight. know. It's, um, the show's kind of show's still like, a shit show. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> that's something I think we talked about earlier in the day, but you know, I feel bad, but this is what WWE's brought on itself. It's like of all the things like I get why fans boo WWE because it's you know, they do shitty things. But I don't I could not for the life of me boo Nikki because she's been handed a shit gimmick, but like like you said, she's lost weight. She's putting everything into it. It's like don't punish her. Yeah, I, mean, I was she's really not surprised that they booed her. Yeah. I am too, and I'm kind of just, I get it, but I don't. I mean, it, that's a misplaced, like, boo the other yep. stupid crap, but don't boo her. More boos on Monday Night Raw. And with that, this has been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the crowd had no reaction. They were trying, they are beating the shit out of her, but the crowd, like, I don't have the volume on, but the crowd's just sitting there, though, so I don't know if it's working. That's I rough. Think, yeah. Real rough, bro. Speaking of rough, we had a really rough match between Lance Archer and Johnny Moxley uh, for the UWJP uh, American title. Is that what you call it? UWJP United States Championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it's it? A, it's a long title, so I'll cut you some slack. It's the uh, New Japan. It's, it's the not, New Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling NJPW. Get that part, Mike. And North America. Yeah, United States. I already forgot it. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah, so- I mean, I feel like I got hit over the head with the chair uh, watching this match and maybe why I can't remember <laughs> the, the belt name because it was how, so brutal. Uh, so we we, we talked about this uh, match last week a little bit about how amazing it was going to be. And, uh, man, this was, this was quite the match. I mean, this was a bloodbath, uh, very violent stuff. Uh, we saw Lance Archer go over and he becomes the new champ. Of the belt, the boys have mentioned, and I'm not going to attempt, so uh, I can <laughs> not get made fun of so much this episode. Just, just, but, just um, United States title. Got it. U.S. title. Say it. Yeah. Got it. So, um, yeah. Did you boys catch this match? I know, Matt, you did. You talked about it a little uh, before. Yeah. Yeah, I did. This was uh, probably one of my favorite TV hardcore matches in recent history, I think. Um I think my favorite spot in the match, there were a lot of great moments, um, a lot of cringeworthy moments, especially in terms of brutality. There was a fork involved, which I think is the second time we've seen that from AEW. I think of this match and also yeah, the, um, yeah, the cage match between the pinnacle and uh, the inner circle, the blood and guts match. There was a fork involved as well. So yeah, I, I, I never thought I'd say this, but there's actually something that happens in hardcore matches that I'm not a fan of, and I think that's it. But I, I can tell you right now, my favorite moment, um, and I think it's because it's probably the first time I've seen this, is that moment when Lance Archer picked up a fan and used him to batter yeah, yeah. John Mox, <laughs> just kind of swung him around. That's great. I'll tell you what, if we were ever front row at an AEW Dynamite show and Lance Archer was like, come here, and wanted to pick me up to use me as a human weapon, I'd probably allow it. I mean, not like I, I would say in the matter, but I would be all about it. Yes, I'm saying that right now. For all you AEW wrestlers listening right now, use me as a prop. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Especially if Thunder Rosa um, or uh, Anna Jay <laughs> or, or Chris Statlander, use me as a prop. I'm totally open. Yeah. <laughs> 
Abuse me. <laughs> use me and abuse me, please. Yeah. And thank you. I'll do it for the cause. I just got a mental image of Steve getting swung around by Chris Statlander, and I smiled. <laughs> yeah, I would... I would even at the hospital I'd be smiling about it and like the doctors would come in and I'd be like yeah you don't understand how this happened like a freaking woman from Andromeda did this <laughs> oh dude that's Steve's wet dream actually is getting Frankensteinered by Chris Statlander getting launched into, into oh. Anna Jay or Ty Conti or something like that oh oh gosh this this uh, this portion is brought to you by Blue Chew <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, baby. <laughs> Awesomes. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I love this match. But what I love most of all is that, you know, I listened to What Culture, the uh, great podcast that Matt's been talking about forever, and I finally started listening to, and uh, some other sources that were like, yeah, John Moxley's obviously going to win this match. Obviously going to win this match. And I didn't know, I like, you know, because I don't have the history with New Japan as like some of you maybe might. I didn't. All I know is the AEW angle, and I'm like, um, Archer needs yeah, this a lot yeah. more than Moxie. Moxie's Teflon. So I was really happy with the outcome because Archer's yeah. been losing a bit too much. He's kind of directionless. But again, boom, just, just like Miro, boom, one match, and he's yeah. back on top. So I love yeah, the outcome. I was talking to you guys, or I was talking to Scott at the cigar shop, saying that I have a feeling he might win this match because – He's got the New Japan relationship. He was a monster over there. Um, I just just figured it was maybe time for a change on that belt because he's held up Johnson held up for a while and really hadn't done much with it. Well, pandemic and stuff. But I just had a feeling that he would uh, he would take it. I'm kind of glad they they moved it, which is good because you don't want to you don't want to get too predictable with your shows. You know. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys 100. It it was great to see Lance Archer win this match. Um, Especially because I feel like in the realm of AEW competing for things like the TNT championship, you know, all that kind of stuff, he, he really keeps coming up short. But, you know, you put him in a different type of match with John Moxley, who, like you guys said, Teflon for the IWGP United States title. It's incredible. He just comes out a winner. And all those losses that have just made him seem less and less relevant, you immediately forget about it. So pretty amazing great way to have a guy who just cannot you know lose any credibility like John Moxley he's always going to be over at this point put over a guy who we thought was pretty much almost done at this point so now you have both guys getting over in defeat in this match it's just it's a win-win for AEW for sure absolutely and did you guys catch the breaking news that um from last week that um Jake the Steak Roberts deal. signed a yep. two-year extension. Yep. Yeah, I did not hear that. And you know, you know, you can debate how much they really use him on screen and stuff. But I, what I liked, it, what I loved about that story was how Jake was just so appreciative and like it's like given. You know, he's been doing better now with DDP and like cleaned up his act and all that. But AEW like told him, like made him fall in love again with wrestling. And you know, that, that being said, who the hell cares if all he does is like walk out with Lance yeah. Archer and walk back. Like, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for wrestling because that dude's a legend. 100%. I actually just watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode with Jake the Snake, and that episode really changed my perspective of him. I know we've talked about him previously on the podcast, but for our listeners yeah. out there, if you guys haven't watched Dark Side of the Ring, 
definitely check out season three the episode about grizzly smith it's hard to watch at times just because of the stories that you hear but it really puts things in perspective really gives you a almost an appreciation for jake the snake and kind of what he's gone through and where he is now as a person so hearing steve that his contract just got extended by a couple of years good for him he, he definitely needs Amen. it and deserves it with everything he's gone through yeah definitely yeah. gave him a new sense it's of awesome. purpose being there a reason to get out of bed in the morning stay in shape stay you know healthy um and we're gonna probably do a, a season uh three part one wrap up in the near future of dark side of the ring so we'll get into deeper depths uh of that but we're gonna stick with hardcore matches and belt changes uh we're gonna talk about gcw yeah that's right i got the belt right the game changer wrestling <laughs> title formerly hold by um fuck now i can't remember his name gage nick, nick gage. gage i was gonna call him brian gage I can't handle it with all these. <laughs> Call him Greg oh Gage. You know, whatever. Greg um, Gage. I love it. I so, love it. Uh, we saw Matt Cardona become new owner of GCW Hardcore Match, uh, and the friends uh, or the fans were riled up in a frenzy after this one. We're we're pelting <laughs> him with beer cans, chairs, soda pops, anything they could get their hands on. What was the deal with that? That's that crowd, man. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just, yeah I, that's just a. I would never. I mean, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to a GCW show because they're crazy really? violent. And yeah, oh yeah, it's that's that's ECW to another extreme level with the stuff they're doing. Like, yeah, they're, too much. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a lot, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, I was that's just their crowd. Cordona. It's like you know that you think like AEW fans are anti WWE. Those guys are anti any. Other wrestling federation establishment, she's yeah. GCW, yeah, yeah, and and then you have the woo 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 guy, yeah. I guess, I like guess, beach, beach yeah, I guess, he, I guess he yeah. came out. Part of his music started with the uh, his WWF theme, too. So, I guess that really got the crowd worked up, dude. Yeah, uh, they wow. really, they he, he really worked them, he really worked them well, too. Because, did you hear the did you watch part of the end of that match? Like, I, I caught the end of it, like, the announcer is like. And yeah, our new GCW champion, Matt Cardone. He says it all pissed off. It's it's worth watching just yeah, to watch nice. just to watch the last couple minutes, dude. It's that crowd's just nuts, dude. They're doing two shows down wow. in Chicago before um uh the weekend of uh, all out too. So Wow. Wow. That's yeah, it's just I think a, I'll skip I'll skip I think I'll yeah, skip that it's one. Just a, Same. Yeah, it's just a different different crowd, dude. I was shocked to hear that matt cardona was wrestling in gcw so i had heard about gcw i think um because i believe it's coming up as an episode in the second half of season three of dark side of the ring oh yeah so if you want to hear more about it stay tuned for that but yeah that is what first encouraged me to dive into gcw just to learn a little bit more about it and you know just following instagram and hearing things and you know listening to podcasts as we do on here we um, came across this news about Matt Cardona being in GCW and the way he debuted was really shocking as well. And of all people to debut, it's like, you know, kind of like Charlie, you were saying like the woo woo guy, yep. like you're going to put him in this promotion. Um, this is right up there with, it, it's almost like a more polished uh, CZW or combat zone wrestling, yep. which is known for just some of the most brutal hardcore matches in history. So 
Yeah, interesting. I have not had a chance to watch the match yet. I I know I've said I'm a fan of hardcore matches, so I most likely will go watch it after this. But yeah, pretty interesting story. Definitely drawing a ton of heat, which hopefully the promoters at GCW, I have to believe that's what they're trying to do. Here. Oh, yeah, just, just trying to bring some Get a heel champion the, in place. Yeah, trying to bring some eyes to the product. Bring a guy like him, have him go over. Then I think, I don't know, if Gage, I don't know if he's, I'm sure he, he'll go back. There's another... There's another guy there that's a because Nick Nick is kind of the face and there's another guy that helped that did a run in that kind of helped um, Cardona a little bit so I don't know if that guy will get it eventually but yeah it's 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 just good it's good to get their name out there I mean if you listen to Busted Open today that's what they're talking about most of the first hour was that and they had Cardona on for an interview as well so he was hyped about it if you look at some of the I saw his back and it was all cut up, dude. Yeah. And I, oh, those yeah. I those clap those fluorescent tubes. tubes they use. Yeah, those things are nasty because I had to replace one and I broke it in my broke it in my garbage to break it apart and I was like I couldn't even imagine getting hit with one of those shards of glass everywhere. You're rustling in the <laughs> ring with that shit. You know, as soon as you fall on it, you're gonna cut your skin. It's just crazy. I I don't want to see all that blood, man, and see all that, Charlie, you know? Charlie, I just it's actually just... had a mental picture of me and you work together, like in the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin, when those guys are busting those light tubes over one another in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that yeah. scene? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yo, great. I mean, it is it is pretty crazy to see Matt Cardona there. Um, I didn't know all that stuff about GCW um, in the crowd. So, yeah, I mean... Smart on them to, you know, have these matches leading up into All Out because really, like we've mentioned before, this that weekend is like the mecca for all wrestling promotions where all fans lead to that area. It's just going to be a celebration. It's a huge party. So if you're listening, I mean, I don't know, put it on your calendar. There's going to be more than enough wrestling for you to go around. And speaking of more than enough wrestling, Chris Jericho is certainly getting his fill. Uh, he's in a storyline right now with MJF, uh, the five laborers of Jericho. I'm loving it, actually. I think this is brilliant. This is good storytelling. I mean, this could be Jericho's swan song before he kind of maybe takes a long break to do Fozzie. He wants to go out with the Bane. I have a feeling that the fifth match that he gets uh, booked to do via MJF will probably settle up at All Out. I would guess the timing is kind of there. There is, but Matt, but uh, like Matt, um, speaking of hardcore, we we're talking that he, he <laughs> brought up in the group text, like, I'm kind of legitimately concerned about Jericho after I just saw this Nick Gage dark side of the ring. And I have to agree with him. Uh, Chris Jericho, is it this Wednesday, tomorrow? He will be taking on Nick it Gage. Is. It is this. Uh, yeah, in a hardcore match. You couldn't pay me enough. I, I don't know. Would I go yeah. to New Jack? What, what what would you go into a match against New Jack or Nick Cart or uh, Nick Gage? I would I run as far know, as dude. possible. I would run as far I as possible. Know. I, get I don't out. know, man. I, I, I think, honestly, we, we've talked about New Jack in past episodes, so I, I do feel like you're a little safer, but Nick Gage, but that that's not really saying much of anything. That's like picking between Jeffrey Dahmer and Al Bundy, or not Al Bundy, yeah. the guy from <laughs> Married with Children. Who am I talking Al about? <laughs> 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 no, yeah. 
No, I so yeah, I am legitimately a little concerned about this match. Now, granted, Tony Khan knows what he's doing. I hope, I, yeah, I hope Gage, I, right? Hope Gage, because yeah. you know, you watch that thing. He says he gets so worked up before a match that he act, he thinks the guy he wants to kick his ass. It's like, dude, I hope. I just, just I would like what's to up. This is the yeah. biggest. This is the biggest payday this dude's gonna ever yeah. get in his life. I hope they just they're like, dude, be smart. This yeah. is like, like yeah, keep we can, it safe. We'll keep booking, I, we'll keep I booking be, you time to time. Let's not fuck this up, dude. I, I, that's what I'm going with, and I think that's what's gonna happen. I think it'll be a flavor, you know, because AEW is not afraid to show blood and stuff. It'll get crazy, but yeah, it won't, won't get, get GCW crazy. crazy. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, yeah right. We can we. I don't think TNT will allow that. No, I don't think so either. And I, again, not to talk too much about Dark Side of the Ring, because like Mike said, we are going to cover that in an upcoming episode of this podcast. But if you guys haven't seen the episode about Nick Gage, um, John Moxley actually makes an appearance in it yeah. and talks about how Nick Gage in one of their matches way back before John Moxley was Dean Ambrose and all that kind of stuff. Nick Gage took a pizza cutter and yeah. basically Slice went to work it. on John Moxley's yeah. face with it. So yeah. when we saw Nick Gage come out last week after MJF introduced him, he was carrying a pizza cutter. And if you know the history of Nick Gage, they're definitely, I think, telegraphing something to do with that pizza cutter. I really hope that's not the case because, you know, kind of like we talked earlier about um, forks and matches and how I said I, I think that's a little too much for me. I can say the same about pizza cutters. Any kitchen utensils yeah. should remain in the kitchen. That's my take. That's a good that's take. A take too. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just gonna have to wait and see yeah. uh, what uh, what instruments of violence will be used in this match. Um, it is gonna be awesome. I am legitimately excited about it because I think MJF is killing it as far as facilitating this story and moving it along. And um, yeah, hope everybody comes out okay. Well, uh, we're getting kind of late in the program here, uh, and I did bring up New Jack, and oddly enough. Uh, our promo of the week is the famous New Jack promo that he does with Mustafa in Smoky Mountain. I believe this is when uh. he was high on pencil shavings. Uh, this is a pretty edgy one. So, I mean, if you're listening with little kids or at work, maybe put on some headphones. <laughs> um, but this one comes uh, to us from, let me get this young man's name. Uh, he's from Toronto, Dustin. Yeah, all the way from Canada. Wow, we're uh, breaking uh, borders here, boys. Wow. Our first Canadian uh, promo of the week, listeners. So, without further ado, let's see. Uh, let's hear this crazy ass promo. Here they are. We get our first opportunity to talk to them. The new tag team on the block of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Impressive they are, the Gangsters. New Jack. Let me tell you something. Thirty years ago, we would have been strung up in somebody's tree getting hung for beating two white boys the way we just did. But now, you might want to come out here and put some belts on us, but the only belts we gonna be wearing around here is the tag team belts. Let me tell you something. I don't like being up here. I was getting out of my car. I slipped and fell. It's a tobacco spit. And you know what I'm saying? Nothing but rednecks up here. Nothing but geeks up here. Nothing but coal miners up here. Chicken farmers. Clansman, I don't like nobody but my partner. You understand? I don't care who you line up in front of me. I'm going to show you 
One of the craziest promos in all of wrestling. Dude, that's, um, that's that's one of my favorite promos, though. Dude, I oh, love yeah. that promo. That promo's great, dude. It's it's yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. When What's he, your favorite line in that promo, Charlie? Um, I I think we just I just just watching Mustafa's face. Um, it's just when he crazy. Shouts I wish, out OJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you. I wish Shout you. Shout out to he, homeboy. He said, homeboy. I wish. I wish someone. Hopefully, someone would crest the one with um. Jim Ross and Jim Corn Jim Cornette propose <laughs> or proposes to, um that they uh that he uh that he that they sign with them and they go off and they go off, dude. They go they go full uh, nation of Islam on them, dude. It's really good. Yeah. Those promos were great, dude. Oh they were, they were yeah. great. I'd love to share my thoughts on it as well, but I don't feel like that would be the best choice for this podcast. <laughs> It's good. It's good stuff, though, because it's so controversial, and just where they were doing it too, and the yeah. rednecks there—they were like true rednecks, calling oh. the N word and everything there, dude. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's great. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, no Jack had, or New Jack had no fear when it came to that, and I mean, no. the no. guy is famous that, for the he's hatred. scary, dude. Yep, yep. he he's out of his like, mind. Like him, and I think, like I said, I I wouldn't mess with him or Bully Ray in in a show because you don't know if they if they turn on you, you know. And that's <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like almost any wrestler in GCW. That's why I would never go to a GCW show just because of the blood anyway. But those guys are they don't give a fuck, dude. You know that's the scary, etchy part about it. You know. Wow, it's those like Hell's Angels of wrestling fans. Kind of well, the fans. Well, you, they're kind of goofballs, but it's just the wrestlers are just, mm. just like dudes you see at an independent show that just would do shit just to, just just yeah, to make a name, you know, just just to you know, just anything, you know. It's it's just crazy. Like it, uh, I forget the federation here in Milwaukee, but they would do shit like that every once in a while. They'd have. They'd have those light tubes and stuff in there, man. It'd be like, holy shit, these guys are getting at it. And there's no, there's no gimmick in those things, you know? Yep. No forgiveness. No. Nope. The great words of JR. Well, I mean, those fans could use a good piece of advice, I think. I think they could stay. What's what, that? What, what is that? What does it matter? Know. What word of Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, well, awesome. I mean, it, well, if they need to, you know, shape up a little bit, you know, become more of a social return on society, I would tell them these yep. three things. I'd be like, young, young lion, I would say, stay humble, stay hungry, 
and stay hard. Triple H! <laughs> Woo! That's right. Trips. Awesome. Great show, boys. It was great talking with you all about this wrestling. Follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and where you get your great podcast. Peace. Peace. And hair grease.